I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And let your pussy be your guide. Hi. Hi, lovely. It's another week in the Yoniverse. And how you doing? How doing? How doing? (laughs) That's a little... I love that you asked it that way because that's... That's how you've always asked me, like, you always say, how doing? And then I tell you, and then I go, hi, you. And that must be a thing that you, like, have had or done throughout your life. But, like, or I don't know if it developed organically with us, but. I think it. I think it's only with you. Really? Are you serious? Uh-huh. I think how doing is for you. Oh, my gosh. It's only for me. I feel so special. But, yeah, it's just, like, it's just been our way of checking in with each other for always always for always so i mean way. always for as always as we go back you know the few <laughs> exactly four three four years whatever that is yeah. Yeah. yeah no i love it it's yeah it's a term of endearment even if it's not a term it's not what i call you but i call you baby mm-hmm. so many variations of texas, babe bb <laughs> bb in texas bb yeah yeah, so many variations of of these terms of endearment. But how 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 am I doing? Um, yeah, I know we were a little concerned before we started recording that we would be at low energy this episode. I mean, it's feeling right now like the week is winding down. We're recording this on a yeah. Sunday, and it has been for me a really lazy projector rest Sunday where I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in bed and relaxing and that's felt really nourishing for me and now we're here recording and I definitely want to give our wonderful listeners the energy and the salaciousness they're used to getting from me Uh, and I am sure that I will provide that it's just it's just not how I'm feeling starting off so we'll see where the episode takes us but how you priestess I am doing well I love that you brought your human design into it because I feel like for me this last week has been particularly very MG for me in the Mm -hmm. sense that I have been doing a lot of work that's been lighting me up and because of that I've been working a lot I don't know I probably worked like 60 or 70 hours this week and um for me, when that happens, like I can feel that I'm like kind of careening toward a breakdown <laughs> if I don't slow down. And so I've heated that. I got a lot more rest than normal for me this weekend. And when I'm lit up, I don't need a lot of rest. So no, today I, I probably could have I could, probably could have took a nap today, but I didn't. And shoulda, woulda, coulda, getting ready to head into a week. But for me, short week. I'm leaving on vacation. I'm going to Mexico on Thursday. So I just know I just have to get through the next few days and get a lot of things done. And I'm already lit up knowing that I get to have a little vacation time. So I'm good. I'm great. And we both had some adventures last night that I think bear talking about here on the pod for our family that listens in because they love to hear what you and I get up to when we get up to things and I think we had both really good nights. Yeah, absolutely. They were they were awesome experiences, but we have not had the chance to fully debrief with each other, which yeah. is something that like being slut sisters 
as one of the core things in our relationship, obviously. Slut Sisters is a core element of everything we want to bring into this world. And we are Slut Sisters. And so we thought we would debrief live (laughs) and on air for all of you to hear because I don't know exactly i there were a few messages exchanged but i don't know exactly how your experience was last night so babe why don't you share that with me and everyone i had a very new to me experience last night a very first Mm. i have never before been to a dungeon a bdsm dungeon and there is one here that i have intended to go to for quite some time and it just hadn't happened for whatever reason So last month when I was getting suspended and tied by a rigor that's here, he and his wife were telling me that there is this like newbie night at the dungeon. So last night was newbie night Mm. and I spent some time kind of like getting, figuring out what I was going to wear. Like what does one wear to a dungeon? Well, I'm pretty much always wearing black when I go out anyway. So I knew I wanted to wear something that was like a little harsh, a little like (laughs) Dommy looking, a little kind of badass, got some, got some vibes going, figured out what I was going to wear and went down to this event. And so I thought to myself before, I thought, okay, what, what is it that I'm walking into this experience feeling available for? right? Mm -hmm. Am I looking to be more dominant? Am I looking to receive something from a scene? And so the list that I had going in was that I was open and available for being flogged or impact played by a mutual friend that you and I have, who is a woman, and Mm -hmm. she's very good at that kind of stuff. And so I was like, I'm open to her doing some impact play on me. I'm open to getting tied up by this person that I've grown to trust and and have gotten to become friends with. So I was open for that. I was open to doing more of a dominant scene on our friend, you know, the, the husband, the partner to this woman who's very good at doing impact work. I was open to like participating with her and doing some dominance there. And then I was just like, okay, but whatever else happens to, I'm open. So that was what I knew going in because for me, I at least have to understand, you know, kind of where am I checking in with my own energy about like, what is it that I want to get from this? And I knew that like, if nothing happened and I went home having been a voyeur all night, it would have been great. Oh yeah. But there was just, I was like, I walked in and it was sensory overload. I mean, Mm. I see some people like getting, you know, flogged on the St. Andrew's Cross. There was a woman who was kind of tied up in chains and getting caned and very, I mean, it was a very aggressive scene. Yeah. Very intense. Um, all consensual. I mean, there's a lot of, of people working who are walking around, making sure like consent procedures are being followed. Dungeon are... monitors, I think they're called. Totally. Yeah. 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 There were a lot of them. Hmm. Um, I saw, you know, some more sensual play going on in one area. I saw some rope play. I saw some um, electric play with violet wands. Ooh, yeah. So that was really interesting. And I actually... Um, the rigor that I have, have been suspended by has one. And so he was kind of showing me some sensation play with that a little bit throughout the night. I saw lots of wax play. Mm. I saw 
just myriad things, but like, it was super fascinating, but I was like, okay, like overload. So I just needed to like, kind of slow down and like take in what I could a little bit at a time. So a little bit later, after I had kind of just acclimated and just watched and gotten my fill, uh, some friends of ours set up a scene and I went over and was watching, but then I did step in and kind of participated a little bit. I got to put on vampire gloves and sensation play on our friend with vampire gloves. And for those who don't know what vampire gloves are and are listening, they're typically, at least how I've experienced them, um, leather gloves that have like little metal studs in them that when you run it along somebody's skin, obviously the metal studs, they're very pointy. It's very sharp. And so it's, you know, kind of biting into your skin. And so you can go very softly and it feels very nice. Or you can go a little harder or you can go real Mm. hard and you can grab and you can, you know, do all the things. And so got to play a little bit in that scene with some vampire gloves and some, you know, some talking in the ears and just really doing a little bit of more of the degradation play and that sort of thing that can be really fun when it's in a trusted environment. And then I went over to some other friends of ours that were there and they had gotten into a conversation with a man who is truly a sadist. Um, He Mm. had so many implements. He had multiple like kind of suitcases full of things. And he was kind of giving them a tour of his suitcases, right? Yeah. And so he was walking through all the different implements and and with each one, he would then say, would you like to see what this feels like, right? And so I walked up and kind of joined them. And so then he was kind of showing the three of us like how these different things feel and, and all of that. And so we had gone through lots of his different implements. And finally, he just said, all right, do you want to do, do you want to do this in tandem? You could both be on the table. And she was like, yes, I'm in. So we negotiated then like. Okay. I I have questions. (laughs) So like, I'm, I'm just interested in how, what you noticed in your body as you were looking at these implements being displayed because I have sadists in my life and like their bag is like their holy grail right. like and so to see it unpacked I was just wondering if anything happened in your body that informed you as you were having that experience that's a really great question and what I'm initially flashed back to is the very first time I played with somebody where they brought bags and I remember my body just like seizing up and mm. being like what the fuck is in there? What the fuck is in there? <laughs> don't, don't use any of that on me. Cause I'd never really thought that I would really enjoy kink or, or in impact play that aspect of kink. There's a lot of kinky things that I like, but I never thought I would really get into that. So when you asked, that was like the first memory that popped into my mind. But last night there was just a ton of curiosity when he brought it out. Mm. And he, I mean, he took us through, he has like a World War II bayonet knife that is very sharp. Wow. Yeah. And he showed us that. And then of course, you know, I'm forgetting the name of the thing that looks like a fabric cutter, but it has like the wheel that. Wartenberg wheel. Yeah, Wartenberg wheel. I love those. We had that. (laughs) And and then he had a lot of other sensation type of things. And then he also was like really showing us through his, he's really into caning. And so he got some things out that I didn't 
I wouldn't have recognized as caning tools. Mm-hmm. One was so thin and like he actually asked permission to use it. And he said, but this is going to leave a mark and it's going to hurt at first. It's going to hurt. And then it's going to hurt really bad. And then it's going to hurt even worse yeah. a few seconds later. Yeah. And it's going to stay with you for a while and you might need to sit down. And I was like, yeah, I'm not in for that one. But there was a, yeah. a husband of our girlfriend was like, I'm willing to try that one. And so he like did that one on him and he was like, yeah. Yeah. So then he got out one that was a size up and he tried it on me and I have a mark. Um, I, I can show it to you. I think you'll be able to see it. It's like right here. Oh, I, I can see it. Yeah. It's very, it's very thin. It's very thin and it's very sore and it's very bruised. And it, it was shocking how intense the sensation was. So when I was watching him get all these things out, he was just very safe with all of it. And I felt very like held and I did not feel concerned at all. And he like, he even got his bayonet out and I like allowed him to like put it to my throat and like play around on it and like Mm. things like that. So I felt very safe because he came with a very educated energy and a very safe energy but his stuff was like serious business. And yeah. he said, make no mistake about it. I am a true sadist. I truly enjoy not just taking you to your edge and limit, but beyond it. And I really enjoy inflicting pain. And I was like, duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Loud and clear. And then so like when we're having this conversation about like consent and boundaries, I said, let mm. me make very clear. I have a very low pain threshold and I will not hesitate to call red <laughs> because I just Good. like I'm not in for like getting turned out like on my very first experience with something kind of reminds me of how like in my first marriage, my first husband was, a, he loves mountain biking, big into mountain biking. And the first time he takes me mountain biking in Colorado, he takes me to this mountain that you do not take beginners to. And mm. I like, it was like starts with a one mile, like straight uphill climb. And I like, didn't wow. even like, I, may, I make it, make it very far at all. And I just got off my bike and I'm like, I'm fucking done with that. Like it would have been that type of experience. Yeah, I never, exactly. I've never mountain biked again. I've never done it again. So I didn't want that to be my experience last night. I know that for me, when I am looking at a impact doms or a sadist like tools, there's such a notable arousal in my body that like my mind may be screaming, oh, fuck no, keep that away from me. But my body's like, I just want to experience that. And I'm like, whoa, like there's this incredible duality happening between my body and my mind at times. Um, but that's where knowing your limits and clearly like expressing them and communicating them in the way you did really comes in handy, um, in the negotiation stage of a cake face. So I want to know where this goes, please. I'm at the edge of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I will say too, is that I think part of why I wasn't even really that impacted when I saw all of it, because I wasn't actually anticipating having him do anything with me. I was Ah. thinking he would be using these implements on our friend. So I was just like wide eyed and curious and like, oh, yeah, you can try anything on me if I'm watching and I see exactly what you're doing. I'm the kind of person who needs to see a blood draw because then I don't worry about it. Right. Like I just watch, I watch it go in and whatever. Yeah. So anyway, 
when we start doing this negotiation, he's like, okay, well, let me tell you how I would prefer this to go. And so then he describes how he would like us to like, what level of like undress we would be at and that we would be blindfolded and that we would start on our backs and then we would go over to our stomachs. And that's when my body did like a flip flop in my stomach. And I was like, blindfolded? I'm not going to be able to see everything that you're doing and touching me with. So that was like my first block that hit where I was like, am I going to go with that or not? And I sat with it for a second because I have this habit of like immediate no responses. And then later I regret it sometimes. And I'm like, Mm. "Ah, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, I wish I wouldn't have put that limitation on it. So I looked at our friend and I could tell she was down and I'm like, okay, Well, her husband's standing right here. She's on the table with me. Like, I can do this. I can do this. Okay. So this episode's going to go on forever if I describe all of this in detail. So I'm going to try to truncate it. We get up, we, we do our negotiations, we get to our levels of consent. And I don't want to, I don't want to steamroll past that, but I want everybody to hear that is incredibly important. If you are stepping into any kink scene with anybody you need to make sure you are talking very specifically about where they may touch you, how they may touch you, how they may not touch you, what implements they may use, what implements they may not use, like yeah. what are your levels of comfort. You need to make sure you're talking about like, do we both think yellow means the same thing? Do we both right. think red means the same thing? You know, making sure all of that. I've is literally filled out there. questionnaires for doms that are like six yeah. pages of like, wow trigger traumas like like every every single thing exactly what you're saying what does yellow mean to you what is and so yeah it is crucial but yeah so I don't I don't want to yeah I don't want to like sweep that under the rug but make sure that happens yeah so eventually we're settled we're on the table and the way that this is working is we're laying on our back first we have our blindfolds on and he said like I'm gonna start with so you're flat on a table on like a massage table table. okay yes Yeah, it's kind of like a a double wide massage table. Oh, <laughs> so right. we're like both on it. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to start with one of you and I will use the same implement on both of you. And then I'm going to start with the person I just finished with and do another implement and go back and forth. Mm. So the same person isn't always getting this the first crack at an implement, right? Gotcha. Yeah. What we're gonna talk about real quick is that I learned that I I thought I was a silent person. Like if everything you're doing is cool, like I'm going to be quiet, which is true. But what I didn't account for in there is that my threshold for pain and discomfort is way lower than this individual that I'm sitting next to on the table. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And what I can also share is that like I am an exclaimer. If something hits me literally or figuratively in a way that really jars me I'm going to make a a noise about it and this other person silent not a fucking word so she always knew what was coming for her when I got the implement first but when she got the implement first I had no fucking clue oh my god what was gonna happen right so he starts out he did a beautiful job like starting very like he he level of intensity he really moved up appropriately and so started out with some sensation play of like scratchiness and rubber and like different things that he was like kind of rubbing on us before he got to tools that were more blunt and like actually like making impact so (laughs) 
What I will like call out were a couple of different things. So when we were on our backs, um, the knife, when he would get down in like my groin area and near my pussy, where we had discussed he could be like, you know, like certain he could go certain places and other places he couldn't. Of course, you need to be very still because if you start to squirm or move and he has a World War II sharp bayonet at your genitals, you're not going to enjoy what that feels like. But I literally like went crazy. I couldn't take it. And you know what happens to me when I get into a situation where words just don't do the trick. I like started speaking light language. And my girlfriend is like sitting next to me going, are you okay? Are you orgasming? What's going on? And I was like, no, I'm fine. This is just really intense. And it was amazing and really cool. Mm. But I didn't anticipate that happening. Um, Mm. And so that happened. And there were a few implements that I just, I really enjoyed. And I was like, I could have like really like gone to sleep with some of the implements that he was using because they were so gentle. But then man, when he had a slip over on our stomach. So I would say he probably used maybe seven or eight implements on us when we were face up. Mm-hmm. And then we flipped over onto our stomachs and he probably did the same or more um, with our faces down with with implements on our backside. And he went from toes to head with oh, a lot wow. of the things like it certainly with like flogging. He wasn't coming up on our heads like but it, it was very much up on our shoulders and backs yeah. the same way it was down on our bottom half, which is a little bit of a newer experience for me. I haven't had as much impact up here up top, mm-hmm. but I liked evenness of it yeah and there were a couple of implements that he used when we were on our stomachs that I just really loved one was a horsehair whip that I thought had I thought it had other things in there Mm. but what I learned is that when he was just running it along our skin it felt so soft and it felt so sensual and nice but then the sting of it was so satisfying too but it was like ah yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that one quite a bit. His vampire gloves are not vampire gloves that you could ever buy on the market. He said he had them custom made for him. Wow. And they were the sharpest motherfuckers you could ever have imagined. And he left, like, he left some scratch marks. And I think our girlfriend may have had, like, some, like, maybe a little bit of blood drawn from those. But it felt really interesting and good, but also, ouch. And then there were some floggers that were just so hard. And I, by the end, when she was getting flogged, she got flogged first with this last flogger that he used. It was very heavy. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like hearing the thuds for her and she's oh, silent as fuck. And I'm going, she's oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, the husband's laughing. He's like, she's literally jumping when you get hit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was crazy. And then when it got to me, I really jumped. He was like, wow, like you came off the table. Like with your movement when like yeah. that said. folks think floggers are all like friendly and like mm-hmm. fun. Sp- uh uh-uh. no, like like my dom will flog me with his full fucking force of ah, like he's like a battle axe coming down right. on me. Like and if you right. use that's what's beautiful about floggers. It's it's the weight of it, it's the material, and it's you know the heaviness of the hand of the dom. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they can be wicked for sure. <sighs> yeah, I mean. And it, 
it was phenomenal. By the time it was done, what I will say too is like, people would ask like, why do you act, what's pleasant about this? What is pleasurable about this? I will say that for me, when there was a moment of respite between implements or if he just decided to like take a moment and just do some care and like rubbing along my skin in between implements, the sensation that comes to the skin, that that flushed, Mm -hmm. hot feeling Mm -hmm. and that kind of sting, I find it really pleasant. And you can't get that without going through those other steps. And when they warm you up properly, you don't need to call uncle really quickly because your tolerance is being built. built. Yeah. And anybody worth their salt as as an impact dom, as an impact top is going to know your body signals and when they can take you a little further and when they can't. And if they're responsible, they're going to to not take you beyond the point that you've agreed to. And so he didn't. He It was great. It, it challenged me at times for sure. But never once did I feel like I needed to like call out yeah. like we're done. Um, and so it was a beautiful like tour and smorgasbord of implement tools that I just have never had that experience before. It was amazing. Yeah. And afterward, like, you know, we had a little blanket over us and like had that. And then, you know, it was time to go really, but I didn't have a huge come down or anything last night. Um, the way that I do when I'm suspended. So it was really interesting. I felt very safe and very cared for. And I never had like a letdown afterward. Mm. But man, it was an amazing night. It was a lot of fun. Oh my God. It sounds incredible. I'm just like really energized right now from hearing you describe this. I love seeing you blossom into this (laughs) kink space has just been really incredible because I've, I've a longer history, I think, of experimenting with kink. I started experimenting with kink when I was 19. Um, And it is such a beautiful journey and it is such a beautiful tool of inward connection. Mm -hmm. And like, also you feel like such a total badass. Like I did that shit. I did that shit. Like I, I've seen like, and allowed my body to have all of this sensation and to, and to be pushed towards a limit. And like, you know, for me, like I have, my closest lover is, is my dominant and is a, an impact dominant. And like, we don't have to do the consent and level. He knows me and my body and my, so when we pick up a scene, it's like, you know, he knows exactly. Um, and like, I'm just like, so excited for you and so excited for our mutual friends that you got to experience the space and you'll be back and you know what you want more clearly now it was amazing and now i want to (laughs) hear how your night was because i think you also were in the company of at least one slot sister because i got some pictures that were delicious (laughs) well that is because of the slut sister that i was with who is uh incredible again mutual friend and slut sister of ours who i would love to have on the show one day maybe she will join us um you know as i was listening i almost wanted to unpack my spank across america tour <laughs> we'll have to think, save that one for a future oh, episode uh, so earmark that but those of you who follow really? me on twitter know uh what i'm referring to here but instead i'll, I'll just talk about last night because it, it really was so fun um yeah so my slut sister 
had not had a chance to slut. Listen, we use slut for everything here. The most versatile word in the English language. So get with the program as to how we use this. So yeah, my slut sister hadn't had a chance to slut recently. And so she asked me if we could put together a little slut. Now we we do this quite frequently. For me, I'm at the I'm at the place, and we'll have to do an episode about group play, group dynamics of group play. That is all upcoming. Mm. But for me, I when I think about like creating a sexual encounter, a sexual container for myself, the addition of another woman or two other women or th- mm-hmm. is never going to be deplete like deplete from my experience is always going to be additive. That's just. Right where I am right. um in and especially yeah right, definitely especially when that woman is such a dear friend and a trusted slut sister and so we had <laughs> a little slutting night in my home and it was great because our two close lovers got to be there and we had a few additional guys who are playmates. But we, <laughs> my slut sister loves to take photos. She loves it and she takes the most gorgeous photos and I love taking photos with her. I'm not the biggest like picture mm-hmm. gal, but when I'm with somebody that's really enjoying that, it lends me a lot more often mm-hmm. to uh, want to take photos. And we were in matching mm-hmm. lingerie sets Whew. from Nip Slipped. Uh, use code mm. Salacious for 7% off from Nip Slipped. <laughs> so that's what she did. And she got a matching set. And so we were in matching lingerie sets. And we had got a chance to do a whole photo sesh before our play session uh, with some really hot pictures. And then uh, my dom filmed our entire play session damn near and it was (laughs) it was hot and there is a photo that was captured that is like my favorite photo i think it is like and i'll have to tweet it out and if we lived in a world where it was safe to put this on our podcast art this would probably be the pod art but it's it's her next to me on the bed and She's in play with her lover and I'm in play with mine and we are, I'm reaching back from behind me and I'm holding her hand. Mm. And it's like, I I know I love it too. I'm like, this is a photo of what it's like to have a slut sister. Like she's my anchor point. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to her. We are both in our individual pleasure, but we're in some shared pleasure as well. And an incredible night was was had by all of us and (laughs) (laughs) it really was multi-orgasmic my slut sister is a squirter and like i just cannot get my bed waterproof (laughs) i squirted too but i she you know she is a gushing geyser she yeah she is yeah she is i mean it's incredible and so uh yeah the sheets needed to be washed (laughs) at the end of the night which was a really really good sign although i need some like waterproofing solutions asap because that's not what i want to be doing after a night of sledding. totally <laughs> no, we can figure this we out. can we can we, we can figure this out yeah i mean my night was wonderful i actually thursday night i went out to our favorite bar mm. here in the city oh of gosh. Houston. This is such a special place. Like honestly, it's like a, some kind of vortex. Like it really feels like it shouldn't exist. Nothing about it feels yeah. like it's Texas. Like totally. it feels a lot no. more like a Chicago or like New York vibe. 
bar. I've never been to New Orleans, but I feel New Orleans in that place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. We need to fix that, by the way. You I know. We've been, We've been talking about this forever. <laughs> I know. But yeah, it is It is very that. And okay. And so let me describe this bar to you guys. It's an unmarked bar. So it is a traditional speakeasy, but it's not a speakeasy in that you have to know a password or something. I know some speakeasies yeah. keep yeah. that a lot. It's just an unmarked bar. And it's an if you know, you know kind of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It is a bar where it has, it's very dark. The lights are low. They updated the playlist recently. It's very sexy, like Ooh. newer age music playing. And the drinks are very strong. Very I strong. have a two drink maximum at this place. Like, I, think I have a woo. one maximum at that place. Yeah, you will sip on that espresso martini all night. Hours. <laughs> hours yeah hey, why are the lights so dark there are you asking a leading question my love I, am. <laughs> I feel like you must be well the lights are dark there because it is a place that i was when i first and what i love about this place is as soon as i started exploring um non-monogamy and like lifestyle spaces this is the one spot that's been a part of my entire journey no matter what my dynamic was single partnered you know it it has been part of my entire journey because it's not a lifestyle mm-hmm. establishment it's not a sex establishment however you can absolutely have sex there <laughs> and i most certainly have had sex there <laughs> And likely will again. So that's, but no what's doubt. really cool, no doubt. Well, it's got a second floor, which is typically where all the sex will happen. And it's um, got couches where you lean in real low. And it's got like, it's a whole, like, it's, it's a haunted mansion vibe. Like it's it really wild, is. Yeah. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole mood. And like, you can have sex. There. I mean, I remember when I took you there the first time. There was the, that couple just Literally, going at it right across from us. Like we're we're in the same seating area, and it's like you and me and a friend of ours, like sitting three deep, and like right across from us, there's like a coffee table between us and them. And then they're just like, and I was like, the fuck? Where are we? <laughs> Amazing and and is this? Like- I know. Yeah, like what's happening here? It's just not what you see typically. It's a level beyond what you'll see at a bar really oh. early in the morning where people are getting a little loose and mm-hmm. getting a little handsy. But like this one, it's like, no, they actually fucking over there. They're, they actually, she's sucking his dick. She fucking, yeah. <laughs> it is happening. And then they fell asleep. <laughs> That's the best part about it. They completely passed out right across from us. It was hilarious. But anyway, I mean, so many memories at that place. I just, I love it. But anyway, I went there on a little, a little play date um, with a gentleman, and I really enjoyed myself with him. But then I saw the rigger who tied me come in, and he did a suspension. At the bar. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Like, not only can you fuck here, he is suspending his rope buddy oh my at God. this bar. Like, and I mean, here's Scarlet. I don't have a whole lot of limits, but like, I just don't 
I'd fuck there and I have fucked there, but for some reason being suspended there feels so much more vulnerable to me. Feels very vulnerable. Does that make sense? Like does yeah. that totally yeah. because you don't know what's gonna happen in the like you've done a lot of fucking you know how you feel after you fuck suspension is a totally different thing you don't know how you're gonna feel after that and like that may not be an environment where you want to come down yeah yeah totally that come down from suspension and come down from like whatever happens internally to your system when you have that release once you're down right Right, yeah, where I was suspended was in a dungeon space, mm-hmm. which is equipped really well for, mm-hmm. you know, aftercare and those kinds of things. A bar is not, I don't oh. want to, like, interact with normie people <laughs> right now. Like, I'm in a whole different place. Totally. Um, but, I mean, his rope bunny is very experienced. And so, yeah. like, and, you know, he is such an attentive and experienced rigor that i'm you know quite sure that the way that they do it is a perfectly safe container they wouldn't do it any other way but um i am a voyeur in nature but being a voyeur for kink for me is like a whole nother i just love like tying specifically i could watch four days on end um it's such a meditative space for me to see the karen intention impact too i could i can Mm -hmm. watch impact um yeah and i have watched my dom spank golly i can't even mm-hmm. hundreds scores if not hundreds of women yeah. it's just like yeah and i i just am so captivated by all of the energetics happening yeah. in that scene i would have died to be there with you and our friends i was having oh. major fomo even though i was having a lot of fun was- you were you have plenty of fun but yeah no i mean it does there is something, I mean, I think what we can say the theme of this, you know, conversation is, is like the impact that happens, haha, impact mm-hmm. that happens when we are creating energy with women in this space and how amazing that is and how it really can just kind of transcend an experience from being average or good to being just phenomenal. Yes. That brings us into what we'd really like to share in closing this episode. I know that we have thrown open the gates of the sisterhood sanctum. Uh, We are, you know, really wanting every single woman listening to the show, every woman following us, every woman on this journey to join us. But we have some more announcements to make about um, upcoming Slut Sister offerings. So Anya, why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So when we decided that we wanted to open up the sisterhood and just get as many women in there as possible, the other thing we recognize is that we wanted to create some additional spaces for some of this conversation because we get to speak with all of you on a weekly basis through the Flaming Yoni and we can have guests on and and all of it. But we wanted more interaction with our sisters. We wanted more conversations happening with more people involved than just us. So we have decided to create kind of a rotating quarterly schedule of events that we will be hosting on a monthly basis. And for any any sister that joins at the annual membership level, these events are going to be all free and will be included with the annual membership. Um, for others, they can be ticketed and you can get them a la carte and you do not need to be I'm identifying to join in on these events for the most part. There might be some on occasion where we do limit the audience to femmes, but we want 
our masculine fans and listeners there as well. And we are going to be having kind of a rotating schedule of really fun and salacious conversations and more serious. And then yet even maybe some workshop type of events that we'll be having. So we're going to be kicking off our first Slut Sister event at the end of May on May 26th. We are having something called a Slut Bag Roulette. And this is going to be our most fun and lighthearted conversation that we're going to host on a quarterly basis. And we will have some very exciting guests. Stay tuned for more details on that. will be joining us for this one. The theme of the first one is going to be Hot Wife Content Creators. And we are going to kind of go deep with them about not just what's in their slut bag, but all the things that kind of come up. And we actually have an amazing moderator for that conversation, Cat Suit from the What Women Want podcast that Dating Kinky puts out is going to be moderating for us. So we're very excited about that one. And then we have a couple of other events. One I will talk about, and then I will shift it over to you to talk about the other. Um, the next event that we will have in June is going to be called State of the Slut Union. And we will, again, be doing that one quarterly. And it will be a topical. We will pick a guest that will come on and talk with us, maybe unpacking sexual health, maybe unpacking hormones, maybe unpacking any number of things. But we're really excited to have that engaging conversation with, you know, just a a bit more of an outside expert that will join us in those topics. And then the big daddy, the big mama, the big pussy (laughs) (laughs) event of the quarter is going to be what, my dear? So every quarter, the Slut Sisters are going to present a slut posium. This is going to be a a opportunity for you to join us and dive deep into a topic and aspect of sexuality um, where we can actually do some exper- experiential work together, where we can learn together, where we can have group engagement and really like further our experience in sexual empowerment together. That's what this sisterhood is really meant for. And the first Slutposium came from a, a sister who I was at an event recently and I was just really wanting to reach out to women and hear, what do you need? What do you feel like you are missing right now when you see the offerings available to sexually empowered women? and she said, you know, I've followed you and I've heard the way that you engage with people sexually. And like, I would love the opportunity to do a whole seminar with you on feminine sexual vocalization. And yes. So that's what we are doing. Like, and this is for me specifically for you too, Anya, but like, this is a passion for me. Like I absolutely love diving into researching um, feminine sexual vocalization. I find it fascinating. It is a topic that just absolutely lights me up. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that we're going to be able to come together and dive into dirty talk, your style of dirty talk, what is your turn on sound like? Mm -hmm. And then 
what what would we like to develop in our own sexual voice? And maybe maybe you're a cuckoldress and you want to like further your skills with humiliation, or maybe you enjoy role play with your partner and you want to like learn how to get into a role play. Um, all of these things will be covered in this slutposium. Our first one on feminine sexual vocalization. And I am on fire. And this is going to be, like I said, extensive, experiential. It's going to involve group work. It's going to involve personal work. And the goal is to further this for you. So it would really be a big offering that you will walk away from having had a a really expansive and deepening connection with yourself. And so that will be a little bit more, you know, as far as the ticket goes, it will be more pricey. You're going to receive a lot of resources and it will be so well worth it. We believe for, you know, the sisters who will join us and that one probably will be limited only to femmes. Um, Not that, you know, we want to exclude masks and, and this, and of course I always want to remind folks we when we say femmes, this is this is cisgender woman, transgender woman, and also we understand that there are masculines who have a femme side. There are non-binary folks. Um, all are welcome in this that have a femme identification. Yeah. We are very inclusive under that umbrella. So I just really wanted yeah. to mention that this one will be limited to femme identifying folks, but our other two will be open to folks totally. of all wonderful gender expressions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you kind of hit that home. Yeah. We just always need to make sure that whatever container we're creating, it feels like a safe space for the intended audience. So right. sometimes the intended audience is anyone and everyone. And then sometimes we will be identifying a little bit more specifically with our femme identifying sisters. So yeah, thank you all for listening, for following along with us here in some of these changes as we're learning, you know, what works with the sisterhood and what we'd like to do to continue to improve on it. We are always open to your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And if you are interested in joining Slut Sisters for free, jumping in at that tier level, just go to our website, theflamingyoni.com. You will see a Slut Sisters tab up there. Just go there. It's so easy to join. We'd love to talk to you and have an interview with you. And of course, if you'd love to get in on these amazing events we're going to be having on a monthly basis for free during the annual membership. And then also for those of you who just want to support us and come to these events, we can't wait to see you there too. So thank you for listening to our fun, salacious conversation about our weekends and all the fun that we had. And we are just wishing you the best week and hope that you get a little salacious fun on your end as well. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating, and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week, and in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious. Stay salacious.